0: This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to the mostly harmless podcast. Or at least you better be. Damian, 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 Damian.
1: Hello, friends. Welcome to the Most of the Homeless podcast. I'm your host, Damon Damien. All right, buddies, welcome back. And boy, oh boy, do I have a great episode for you. Because uh, this week we're hanging out with the uh, the lady and the gentleman of Lemuria uh, at the basement green room of the High Dive in Denver. You know, this episode's been a little while in the making. Um, we've had a couple podcasts set up in the past that, for whatever reason, didn't work out. You know, um, that, we'll talk enough about that later. Um, So what's cool about today's episode is this is my first time actually meeting Lemuria. Uh, I I had, and I talk about it at great lengths because it's what I do. I I did interview Alex for New Noise Magazine once upon a time, but beyond that, I really don't know these guys, but what's cool is uh, just joining up with them, hanging out with them in the basement green room really does you know they just really opened up and they're really sweet and really awesome dudes and uh i I feel like i've known them my entire life and you know i ramble on and on and on about that in just about every damn episode where it's like man i just met these guys and uh well gee golly, gosh darn gee whiz wouldn't you know it now we're best friends forever but man it just blows me away that i can just um constantly meet these people and connect with most of them on a uh on a subatomic level and, you know, really and genuinely become friends with them. Uh, next week's episode is with, uh, some of the dudes from Lagwagon and Darius from swinging utters. And I kept running in the Joey Cape and, you know, Joey Cape is like a buddy of mine now just because I interviewed him for the show a few weeks ago. And hopefully we have that relationship with Lamira, but it, it's just bizarre to me. And here's what I, the point I'm trying to get across is that anybody can do this shit. Anybody can make these connections. I'm still just blown away that I get to do this you know so often so thank you to you listeners for listening to the show making it possible for me to meet these people that i look up to and like and enjoy and uh it just it really does it just blows my mind and uh you know what was really cool is afterwards you know i'm watching lemuria uh pack up and uh load out and get ready to go and i'm just hanging out bullshitting with sheena about baking i make jam and we're talking about the therapeutic qualities of just making something in your spare time and uh she shared with me her uh, marshmallow chocolate or caramel covered marshmallows and you know it was just a damn nice moment uh, that hopefully i will never forget e- even though you know i'm destined to have early onset alzheimer's hopefully i'll be on my deathbed and be like where's that girl who gave me those marshmallows god i'm ridiculous <laughs> all right buddies uh two things before we jump into this interview firstly we did this again we did this interview in the basement of the high dive uh here in denver um Evan from Into It Over it was playing acoustic at the time we were doing this interview. Uh, this is only their, like, th- this is their third to last show of the tour with them. Um, he was playing acoustic, and uh, downstairs, the, the sound just echoes right into the basement, and uh, it kind of gives the interview like a really nice like quality to it. Um, you know, it, this is a punk rock show. Nothing's perfect. I stumble, I stutter, I get things wrong. That's part of the charm of it, is in my opinion. But no, it, what I liked about it is is it had that vibe of uh, four people hanging out at a rock show, punk rock show, getting along, getting to know each other. And that's where the majority of my best friends came from. And so even though it gets loud and you can hear all the Intuit over its songs in the background, I, I like that quality about it. So... Um, you know every once in a while I'll get a review it's like oh I wish you did this a little bit better spot a little bit better place but fuck it dude that's not what this show is about uh, secondly as I'm about to ramble on and on at the band I drank way too much Death Wish coffee uh, before doing this interview and I drank way too much Death Wish coffee before doing this intro uh, for this day of the interview I had uh, I had worked a full like nine hours at my uh, my day job at Whole Foods um, I headed down the street to the high dive I was, I was a little tired so I chugged half a pot of coffee before going so I had a a whole pot of coffee that day at work had another half a pot before going to do this interview and uh, man thank God that uh, Death Wish Coffee is the strongest dark roasted coffee on the market you can find right now I mean they've even got a warning label on there you should be careful with it uh, it really gets me on my uh, it really gets me on my feet and gets me going and uh, without their help there's probably a number of concerts and interviews and episodes that I would have missed because I just would have come home sat on the couch and fallen asleep so thank you Death Wish Coffee for uh, helping to make uh, this show possible Helping to make these interviews possible and making me look like a complete and utter idiot for rambling on and 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 on. Visit deathwitchcopy.com. Check them out. Great stuff. Great product. Highly endorsed by me. Even if they weren't giving it to me for free, I would still be buying this stuff. Tell them Mostly Harmless podcast sent to you and when you gain the ability to see through space and time as I have, or awkwardly ramble on and on during a conversation, you'll uh, you'll thank me for it. So uh, we're going to go ahead uh, and get into this interview, but before we get into this interview, I'm going to play a, my favorite song off Lemuria's Last Full Length. Uh, the Distance is so big, it's out now on... Bridge Nine Records um, this is my favorite again this is my favorite song on the record damn good song damn good record one of my favorite tr- uh, records of 2013 can't wait for their next new full length uh, after the interview we're going to go ahead and play a song off their newest release from Turnstile Comics but right now buddies we're going to play Cholula Ch- let's see if we can say this right Chalula? no Chaluli. from the distance is so big let's give that a listen right now buddies alright <laughs> we're in the basement of the high dive hanging out with uh max yes alex yep and sheena
2: yes hey
1: it's so great to uh see you guys i uh i'm a bad fan this is gonna be my first time seeing you guys live i know i I love the band but for whatever reason i've always missed you guys coming through town um when you guys came through with menzingers i was working for denver comic-con that weekend actually getting paid to like interview people so (laughs) i missed out sorry (laughs) um yeah, so I, uh, I don't know if you remember, but I interviewed you, Alex, for New Noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in that interview, I called your last record, uh, Distance is So Big. Mm-hmm. I called it Your, Ner- your Nevermind or Dookie. Oh. I don't know if you ever read that intro or even read that. but uh, and, and I look back now and I'm like, damn, did I get that wrong? Because I expected that to be the huge the album that blew you guys open and opened you guys up. So I don't know if you even read that or what you thought if you read I that. I think I did
0: read. I think I did come across that. Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely didn't blow us up. The Sexes <laughs> <of> Green Day. <laughs> that's the next record. The yeah, next record, that's yeah. The next record. So, yeah. So, so I was thinking maybe this is the Bleach,
1: you know, the yeah. a, a record before that. But goddamn, that was such a great record. Um, whenever I listen to it, it brings like even now when it's cold, it makes me think of summer. And I talked to you about it feeling like a summertime record. And uh, like I was listening to today And I just remember riding the bike All summer long listening to that So uh, one of my favorite records of last year So uh, it's a pleasure to meet you guys I know you guys are probably uh, Are you guys going to go home And start working on stuff here in two weeks? I assume that this is about the end of that album
0: cycle Yeah Yep. Um, Yeah, we're going to go home And probably start writing and demoing You know,
3: throughout the winter And trying to
2: figure out who we're going to record with We were just talking about that earlier We kind of, we want to We want to, like we want to try and write some stuff and like do it maybe differently than we have before. like cool. Some really focused writing, I guess.
1: Nice, nice, nice. Um, God, I've had way too much caffeine. Uh, but that's okay. Um, so, so I interviewed you guys. You guys had just had a song on NPR.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm interviewing you today. You guys just had a song on Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> Can I continue to interview you guys after you guys have big things
0: going yeah. on? Yeah. It's funny because those are like... Both like kind of like really big things, but so contrasting. Yeah, you know, like, right. <laughs> just very different kinds of
2: outlets. It's and both very unexpected. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's especially the
3: Entertainment Weekly one. I think yeah. we're, we were all like,
1: "What?" Yeah, that's just Stephanie working that PR magic.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah we have our friends. Our friend Aloy does it too. Uh, he's like kind of teaming up with Stephanie. Nice. Cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: cool. Uh, so, what, so what is it like to see yourself uh, on those kind of websites? Is that kind of just what the fuck? what goes through your head whenever you saw that come through
0: uh, it's kind of exciting and especially if it's like a good write up it's like you know like uh, that one was neat because it actually previewed the comic it was neat to actually yeah. go on Entertainment Weekly and someone could actually read like the first dozen pages of the comic uh, and it was also like I think Sheena was saying yesterday it's like that's something your mom would come across yeah, I mean, you know? like
3: the comic was about like a very intense situation uh, or not sorry i shouldn't say situation but very intense tour that we had um and like i kind of didn't want my mom to know <laughs> that that we ever made a comic about it or you know i just never talked to her about anything that happened um but because it was on entertainment weekly she she read it like she <laughs> she found it you know and i was like
1: Damn it! And now, now she's like, way. "So how did that end?" Because I, I haven't, I don't have the actual copy yet. But I'm like, "How the fuck did that end?" I can't wait to pick it up. <laughs> um, so good, good catch. Uh, oddly enough, I found Lemuria through Mitch Klim. Oh, cool. um, like in his year-end list, and he, you guys were in. Uh, I can't remember now if it was actual nothing nice to say. Uh, or My Stupid Life Comics. But he would talk about you guys from time to time, and I was like, all right, let's go look at this band, and that's how I found, uh, found you guys. Um, your in Turnstile Comics, number three, comes out, what, today, this week? Yeah, today. Yeah. Today? Oh, today. Tomorrow. Yeah. It's uh, Wednesday's new comic. Wait, yesterday
0: it came out, right? Today's yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Or today's Wednesday. It comes out this week. Yeah. yeah. Technically um, yesterday, I so guess. So it, yeah.
1: it's cool mm-hmm. to interview <laughs> you guys about that right after it comes out, and that's it's funny because that's how I found you guys. Um, and then you guys are going to be in Little Depressed Boy sometime this month.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, there's, like, a story arc happening that's, I don't even really, I don't know exactly what's going to go on, but, like, uh, I know, like, um, there's, like, a, th- a few episodes that are going to revolve around us. One, that's, well, not episodes, issues. Yeah. Uh, but one, that's like, really Lemurie-heavy, and I think we've, we've made the cover of it, which, yeah. is, which is really fun. Yeah. Uh, who's, uh... Artistic representation of the band you like better,
1: Mitch or uh, Cena's?
0: Um, it's hard to say because I, I haven't seen. Oh. You know, I haven't really seen the. Yeah. I, I've just seen the fight. cover myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll
2: see. I mean, that one's like the little depressed boy. One is like makes us all. I feel makes us look like really mature. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like he drew me. Like I look like a man. You know, but like. Mitch's stuff is a little bit like goofier and I don't know I like them both they're totally different qualities Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, what, so reading turnstile number three what is it like to see your adventures come to life on this page
3: I mean I was laughing the whole okay. time I was reading because it was like it was an intense situation but but like Mitch Clem made it funny yeah. you know and made it like and now now two years later or three years later after that tour we can actually like laugh about it when we'll when we were there, we were like, I, I cried, you know. Wow. Like, there's like some really intense situations that happened. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think he like did a really good job of uh, making it more uplifting.
2: Right. I don't know, like. <laughs> well, yeah, I think but, it's, I think it's funny. Like, yeah. it's really funny reading it, and. Uh, but also, there's, like, an element, like, when when I'm reading it, and like, thinking about what actually happens, like, there are definitely some exaggerations. It, it is, you know, it is somewhat fictionalized for uh, for entertainment purposes. <laughs> um, so it's, like, I think it's extra funny for us because it's, like, yes, those things did happen, and then the slight twists that he puts on them for the punchline, like, kind of elevate it. Yeah something else.
1: Yeah, he's got really great comic tidying, uh, timing from years and years of the daily yeah. strips. Yeah. yeah. It's good yeah. to see him doing so, I mean, I know he's got his zine thing he does. Um, where I'm blanking on the name. As you were. Him. As you were. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. But it's good to see him continuing with this yeah. stuff, too.
3: Yeah, it was a big project for for all of us, you know, like to because we had already, like, we recorded The Distance is so big, and after that, we didn't have new material for a really long time, so even for us to record the seven inch to do it and then for him and amanda to get the yeah. comic done and you know doing stuff to turn turn style like i feel like we we just like it took two years you know yeah. but i'm really really happy with the end result oh yeah we all are
1: uh, you guys recorded the distance is so big with jay robbins jaw box yeah. this one you did with mark ryan of uh the minute uh Marked Markman I yeah. wrote it down wrong I knew, I knew that I've okay, actually okay. I actually did a really 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 bad drunken interview with Mark and his other band Radioactivity. that never um, I've yeah, yet man. to I've yet to put it out on the internet because I'm just I'm blackout. out it's bad but um, great guy um, yeah. what was it like working with that guy so
2: Great. good yeah, yeah. very, very
1: easy going man yeah. Yeah. did you guys record in Austin or uh, no he's, he's out
2: in Fort Worth yeah, uh, yeah. kind of like I just outside of Fort Worth either. yeah Kind of a, yeah, an odd location. But it was really awesome. He's like, uh, easygoing is definitely the best way to, to sum it up because it's, uh, he doesn't like obsess over the little shit. And I think that uh, one of the things that we were able to explore with this recording was like kind of uh, accepting and embracing some of the mistakes that we naturally make. Nice. Um, and just seeing what that. Does to a recording because I, I think that our last couple experiences have been a little bit more precise and a little bit more like let's get everything 100 percent right and this was more like well you know what are what are the things that we fuck up that are like that work well with the song or like aren't like detrimental to the song or like what's like kind of natural recording
3: so it was like significantly different it was the
2: straight to 16
1: track tape. Uh, yeah. And then going from somebody like Jay Robbins to Mark, and then I forget the name of the other producer because I'm not very prepared, because Doug, I'm not a real might, uh, yeah. yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, what do you glean from each record? Do you learn something different each time? Yeah.
3: For sure, yeah. Each one of them are so so different from one yeah. another.
1: And different experiences, because Mark's been yeah. in a number of bands, Jay, yeah. number of bands. Uh, what did you guys learn this time around that you hadn't known previously? That's not too big a random
2: yeah. For me, I think that was kind of it. Like, what I said before, it's like... Um, the, I think that the recording allowed us to, like, see what a really natural recording is like. Um, it kind of allowed us to, you know, to, to make some mistakes, honestly, and just see, see what happened. And, you know, I, not that, like... I mean, saying that, it's not like the recordings are, like, filled with mistakes, but I think that's the cool thing about it. I mean, I think that we were able to do something where w- there was no... Even possibility for doctoring or editing, and we were able to lay it down and still be proud of it. Nice. So yeah. I think that like learning that we have that capability um, is something that will be we'll be able to carry over to our next experience for sure. Nice.
1: Are these going to stay significant songs? Or are they going to be kind of become seven inch fodder for uh, collection? No, we've
3: been playing one of them, and hopefully we'll be able to play cool. at least two of them permanently. Nice. Um, it was really. I I do have to say though, like recording with Mark was really like he is so awesome and like chill um and it just made me want to play better because like i we also like admire him and his yeah. work you know so like it's crazy to be playing something and not get it right and have that feeling like i didn't do that right and he's just like sounds good to me and you're <laughs> like but i want to play it good for you nice. like yeah it was really difficult to do analog style recording for me personally but uh I think that That's the kind of stuff That makes people Like so much better At their instruments You know Just getting that precise Or being okay With the mistakes And the little things That you do Cool, cool.
1: Um, So a lot on this show I'm, I'm gonna take it back A little bit So you guys just had A comic book You guys have been to Russia You've been around the world um, I, can, I can't imagine That when you guys Were starting this band You thought you would Ever do these things um, Let's travel back Real quick If you don't mind uh, What 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 was your... I like to ask people what their first musical memory was. Like, as a little kid, what do you remember musical in your life? Was there ever something that grabbed you and didn't let you go? Just shake you to your core?
3: I mean, I can remember being in high school. I mean, before I started listening to punk, I didn't... I listened to, like, Bush, like, 90s, yeah. like...
1: Yeah, me too. You know,
3: radio hits. Yeah, How yeah. old are you? I'm
1: 31. I'm 33, so we were yeah. all probably in the same yeah.
3: age group. Yeah, I was a little younger, but... cool but, like, I remember, like, the first, like, punk show I went to, and I remember, like, just wanting to be involved with that, and I remember the punk kids that I met, and...
0: What what was the show?
3: Um, it was a band called uh, 12 Cent. Okay. Um, I remember 12 Cent yeah. and
0: Suburban Rejects. Yeah, yeah, and Menticide
3: played. Yeah. Um, just, like, the town Alex and I kind of grew up going to shows in was, like, why we yeah. are doing what we do, yeah. you know? What town? Olean, in New York
1: ooh I don't know I don't yeah, know it's that really one. it's really small it's tiny it's like yeah, yeah.
3: it's pretty mutant <laughs> yeah like
0: <laughs> us <Nice>. included we're <laughs> mutants yeah right what about you Alex is there a moment that you are yeah uh, I mean like I grew up listening to music a lot like uh, yeah. you know just like 80s stuff like AHA and a lot of Michael Jackson stuff but I remember uh, I remember getting into They Might Be Giants and thinking uh, I found something nobody's right. ever heard of before even a, like you know they're huge uh but huge yeah <laughs> but uh, i remember looking at like the cd inserts and there was like picture of just because just it was at the time it was just two guys john and john and there was like laying on the floor in their practice space with like all these instruments around them I was like man these guys like did all this just these two guys recorded all these things and it made me think like huh like you like it kind of gave me like an a, an image of what it would look like to be in a band, like, not on a stage, you know, and uh, I thought that was neat, that, nice. that was inspiring, just an image of that
2: band. Max, do you have any <laughs> fond memories of finding something as a little kid? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, my my earliest musical memories are, like, dancing with my mom and Michael Jackson in the nice. living room and uh, listening to the White Album and being, like, totally freaked out by it. Um, but I think, like, my first, like, punk-related memory was... Uh, uh like my my I grew up and my sister was like into punk rock and I was always like around that and her friends and you know obviously like being super young I didn't like get it or whatever um but uh when I was 14 <clears throat> I got a job washing dishes in an Italian restaurant um like across the street from where my house was and uh Uh, I remember one day I was in there I was washing dishes and I walked over to the stereo where there were like three albums in rotation I grew up in Vermont so it was like Pink Floyd Sublime and fucking Fish or some shit Um, and there was like a huge stack of CDs right next to the CD player and uh, one day I just picked them up and I started going through them and at the very bottom There's this CD that was like totally encrusted in like flour and pizza dough. And I like took window cleaner to it and I wiped it off. And it was uh, Milo Goes to College by the Descendants. Um, And I recognized the name, the Descendants, but I'd never heard them before. And so I put it on and I listened to it. And it was like if I had to like put it back to a moment where everything just clicked, like that was it. Like listening to that album in that kitchen is like a very vivid memory and being like, holy shit. And so how do you go from that moment of discovering that record? To
1: picking out your first instrument, or were you we already playing music at that
2: point? Uh, I was actually already playing music at that point. I had gotten into music. Um, I, I feel like I was like I, I was kind of without direction though. Like I got into music because my friend John worked at a piano store wow. down the street from my house, yeah. and like it was like where my bus stop was. And I'd get off the bus and I'd see him like you know smoking joints out behind the building, and I'd be like, "What's up, dude?" Um, and he just like showed me a few chords on the guitar, and then like. But I was just learning it because that he was an yeah. older guy. It seemed cool. And I was like, oh, OK, cool, guitar. But yeah, it was definitely like everything just culminating with listening to that record where it's like, these are the songs I want, I want to play. <laughs> yeah, right. This is the kind of music I want to play. Nice. How about you guys?
1: Uh, how, how did you go from discover that first memory to picking up an instrument and starting to play? Um...
0: Well, I I played trombone. (laughs) I I played violin, so,
1: I mean, that was my first musical instrument.
0: Yeah, in fourth grade, I started playing trombone, and uh, my mom kind of, like, tricked me into it, because uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to play, but my brother played trombone, and then she's like, you should play trombone like your brother, it's basically because we we already had the trombone. Uh, So I played trombone all from fourth grade to senior year, but at some point... My brother just, like, never stuck with music, really, but he would, like, he got into it first, so, like, you know, he got me into the trombone. then one year he got an acoustic guitar and never played it, and then I'd just start playing it, and i break strings, and there wasn't a music st- store in town, so I'd have to, like, <laughs> freak out, or I'd, like, tune a different string to make it match, and it sounded like ass, but, uh... Yeah, and then like probably just getting into like a lot of like Lookout Records kind of like yeah. pop punk stuff like uh, my brother had an Operation Ivy CD and inside that had a little Lookout Records catalog and then I would just read the things and mail order things without ever hearing them and yeah. and, that, and it was all kind of easy stuff to learn, you know, like it was uh, just straightforward, down strum, you know, next generation Ramon stuff so that's kind of how I got into playing music and met some people, you know.
3: Okay. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I started playing guitar when I was 21.
1: Wow.
3: Or maybe 20. It was wintertime Buffalo. Like I had, I had been like singing, like I did chorus and stuff when I was growing up or whatever. And I always, I used to like sing with a bunch of girls in this like acapella girl group. We wrote a song called "The Meaning of Friendship." Uh, I wish I could sing it to you right now. It's really wonderful. <laughs> but um, you could. Alex knows this song right Which one? the meaning of friendship
0: I don't know about I her. can't
3: sing it to you okay Um, but uh,
0: we're not good enough maybe when yet. this is I off yeah. I'll, I'll okay. sing she it to she forgot it. the meaning but, of uh, friendship no
3: I never forget
0: no I mean
3: I sing it all the time <laughs> Um, but anyways like so I had sung the word of her and I'd been going to shows so the desire to be in a band was there but yeah Picking up a guitar was, like, out of complete and total boredom and insanity at Buffalo Winter. Like, I just, it was always, I've always lived with people that played and they were around, so I just figured it out.
1: I I have this mental image of, like, you pulling Excalibur out of the stone when you pick up the (laughs) guitar. Was it anything like that? No. No?
3: (laughs) for, for For probably, like, the first, before, for probably, like, four or five years that I played guitar, it was, like, one, like, one finger... You know, like I didn't know any chord. I still don't know chords. Like, you know, I I learned really slowly. Well, you do it well. Thanks.
1: But I, I mean, I haven't seen you live, but it sounds great on recording.
3: <laughs> All those guitar layers.
1: Uh, uh, um, let's see, where do we go from here? Uh, so at what point did you guys decide to? You know, I, I know I've read a lot of the history of the band. because uh, it's popular to talk about. But at what point did you guys decide that this was it? This was what you wanted to do?
0: Was uh, this band, this project? Was there a moment? Probably when we started getting offers to, like, play, like, Russia, and, like, sure. we did Indonesia and Australia and stuff, and just kind of was like, oh, okay. Like a really cool discounted way to go travel the world, you know, and, uh, and have people show you around, like, in each town, you get there, and someone's there, and, like, can guide you around and show you what's cool, and that's kind of why we kept doing it, you know?
3: Yeah, I, th- I think at some point, a band kind of makes um, a commitment to one another, too, where, I mean, you don't have to view it like people getting married or whatever, <laughs> but I feel like, you know, at, at a point we were all like, yeah, we're going to do this forever. Like, there's just not, <laughs> even if we aren't touring forever, like, the band will exist and we will continue to write songs together. Cool. Cool. So, cool. cool.
1: Now, you, you jumped into a well oiled machine with a new record. A machine? Yeah. Right. I guess, whatever. <laughs> yeah, a, totally. a family. Like you were already friends, you had already toured with the band. Yeah, but what was it like to actually become like a core member of that group? He brought them
2: he the <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not true. Uh, but um, well, yeah, I, it was fucking awesome. Um, I mean, I was like, I met Alex and Sheena back in like 2007 ish, 2006, in Burlington, Vermont, on the first like weekend outing that they ever did um, as a band and uh, we just stayed in touch ever since then and yeah I wound up on tour with them but like in addition to being friends I was a huge fan of the band yeah. so you know every time like a new record came out like I was there I had it and I was like showing everyone like "Oh, this band fucking rules um, so yeah I mean it was a huge uh, I mean I was extremely lucky to get that offered to be in the band when it came about it was like four and a half years ago now um, and yeah I mean it was like I mean for me obviously like all of those things falling into place and like one of my favorite bands asking me to join it was like I, I was like yes I will absolutely <laughs> like, this is like hands down I'm gonna do this no problem like I will commit to this
1: it's kind of like a uh, Henry Rollins getting the band moment
2: totally yeah I,
1: r- I read Very that uh time. I moved to Colorado just randomly one weekend and I had that book read it for the first time and you find similarities in what you're reading you know to help you but yeah that's it was just like, all right, yeah, let's go, let's get out of here, yeah. let's, mm-hmm. let's do this thing. Um, I, I, I mentioned in the New Noise interview how comfortable this new record feels. Like it just feels like ah, oh, feels like I'm hanging out with old friends, and I just hanging out with you guys. You guys are just so comfortable with each other. Um, one thing I want to know, like especially with this new record, I noticed Alex, you write, you wrote most of the lyrics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you write most of the
0: songs themselves too, or just lyrics? No, it depends. Like yeah. there's some songs like that kind of like came like like I'd say like Oahu Hawaii is one I like wrote from scratch but then like we kind of bring it together and everybody adds their own thing but uh and then a lot of the songs like started you know Shino or Max and then like some are just like us in a practice space just messing around like oh wait wait, what was that you know and then like then we'll go off of something that someone was just messing around with
1: Um, from a lyric standpoint how do you get comfortable with relinquishing those duties to, like, Sheena, to sing um, your songs. It's easier for me, because yeah. then I can
0: just think about playing drums. Usually <laughs>
3: Alex just says, I can't sing this one, and yeah. then I get it. Yeah. Or there, But there has been a few times where, like, I'll say, depending on, like, lyrical content, there has been a few times where I've said, like, I'm not going to sing this. Not because I didn't agree <laughs> yeah. with it or think it was nice or whatever, just because it was, like there are some things you write that other people can't do justice for so like there, there are just some yeah. songs that alex will definitely
0: she'll make me sing
1: <laughs>
3: have to sing yeah
1: um so like i said with this last record i thought it was going to be like this huge explosive record for you guys <laughs> um i'm sorry exor- i, I kind of feel like stupid for saying that but I, that's what i still feel about that record it's such a great one and it sounds like i'm pandering but i really do think it's a great record um do you guys want to take it to the next level? Do you guys want to get out of this? Yeah. Do you guys want to be on tour with, like, indie rock bands and whatnot, or are you comfortable in this punk rock world that you're living in? Kind of like, I, I, that that like might it sound all. kind of back backhanded, but well, it's no, not like,
0: meant to be. kind of like it all. I mean, like, because we you definitely have punk roots, but we're definitely very indie-influenced. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we kind of can tour with a lot of different kinds of bands. So yeah. well, it would be cool to do more indie yeah. stuff because... Uh, You know, we haven't done as much.
1: Well, that's what I like how you guys have toured New Found Glory, the queers. um, Menzingers. Menzingers, yeah. You can basically open for anybody. Like, Laura Stevenson has that ability, too. Yeah. um, And that's worked out for her. Um, Do you see that there's
0: anything holding you back from achieving that next level? Or is it just a... Um, Sometimes, like, you get pigeonholed into things. Like, people will, like, see you're on a certain, like, label or you're touring with certain bands and assume you sound like those bands, you know? Um, So that's why I think we have been trying to make it like a a more of an effort to like tour with like, not that we have actually, but like more like Matador, Merge, Sub Pop kind of bands, like stuff that's like a little more indie. Yeah, like uh, you guys toured a little bit with Titus. Mm -hmm. Andronicus, yeah. 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 Um, Stuff like that, just trying to play to different people. Nice.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately we're like, we're all really pumped about the natural progression the band has has had and will continue to have you know i think we i had a conversation with somebody the other day about how like you know it'd be a bad sign if, if people just stop coming to your shows <laughs> and stuff but like every time we come out like tours get better and i mm-hmm. like i really feel like the band is like doing everything at a really awesome pace nice. so
1: cool, cool 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 um when you guys get home you're gonna well you guys are gonna go your separate ways because you guys live in all different mm-hmm. cities now where do you guys live in here? I live in DC. DC? Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo still? Yeah, I'm in Austin, Austin Texas. Austin, yeah. So what what is it like when you guys come together after weeks of not
0: seeing each other? Is um, it a good it's, like? It's usually pretty focused. Yeah, yeah cuz we kind of have Straight like an agenda business. and we just yeah. like yeah. Um, you know, like when we all lived in the same city, we'd be like, okay, Wednesdays our practice day, you know, yeah. or you know, maybe a couple of days a week. But then what, now the way we do it is we just get together for weeks on end and we practice every day. So, like, you never are doing a thing like, what was that thing we were working on last week? You know, it's like, you don't have to do that because you just did it yesterday and you just kind of, things move faster. So, a
3: lot of, like, recording riffs and, like, dr- or drum beats or, like, you know, just, like, making little videos and then trying to figure it out later. But, yeah.
1: So, I, I, I assume you guys will take some time off. Um, what are you guys going to do when you go home? Are you still baking?
3: Uh, I do it recreationally. Oh, cool. Yeah, but I, I do like a vintage clothing cool store nice. online.
1: Yeah. Did, did you used to own a bakery in Buffalo? No. Wrong. You just worked for one? I worked for okay. a restaurant that I did bakery okay. stuff for. Yeah. I, I I was uh, stranded at the Buffalo Goodwill, uh, Greyhound Station, and I was like, what to do? And everybody was like, go visit... Amy's place. Yeah, but you didn't even you didn't live there anymore. Yeah,
3: that place is awesome.
1: Next time I'm there. Um, What what do you get from baking? Like, what what kind of uh, release do you get?
3: Uh, Well, I feel like I am. uh, I'm. I know that I'm a really impatient person. Yeah. uh, In general, and baking makes me feel like I can be patient. Okay. Uh, You know, with cake decorator or whatever, like, it's kind of this mathematical thing you've got to do right to get a good product or whatever.
1: Mm -hmm. What are you guys going to do when you get home? Uh,
2: I um, work for a company called Transmission Events in Austin, where uh, it's like a, I do production work, so um, I'm actually really busy with South by Southwest. Oh, Um, that is coming up soon. Yeah, so we get hired by, like, different, like, magazines and shit to, like, throw their events and escort them around town and, you know, do fancy dinners for them and stuff. So we'll spend a couple months doing that. What do you get into, Alex? Uh, I, I have a little
0: screen printing shop oh. in our garage, which oh, yeah, does yeah. all of our stuff. And your record label, too. And the label, yeah. yeah. But uh, mostly I'm probably just going to relax a little yeah. bit <laughs> nice yeah and work on some songs and stuff
3: Alex takes care of like all of our mail order yeah. and stuff too so he's the one that gets to deal with
1: that <laughs> shit um, what's, what's going to be happening with Art of the Underground anything
0: I'm going to put out like some new 7-inch singles this year took a year off from like really putting out anything just because Lemurie was gone half the year and couldn't really like really properly promote any bands or stuff like that when I'm gone because it's really just me and now I have this guy Mike who's kind of helping out now and so I think he's going to kind of learn how to take care of everything when I'm on tour. Nice.
1: Yeah. Nice. Uh, so you guys are going to get back. You're going to take some time off. Um, what, do you, what are you hoping for for the new record? Or is it too soon to even think about that kind of stuff? Or is think, it always in the back of your head?
3: Well, yeah, I think if you plan on being a band that's going to be around forever, it's always in the back of your head. But I, uh, I mean, personally, I would like to focus on more like vocal um stuff for the next record trying to do more like not necessarily busy vocal work but just coming up with creative like ways that we can all sing because like we we on the last record that we did that was like one of the best parts of it i think that made people really like it is that we we like really focused on those melodies and like focused on making the three of us vocal um, it was just like a little taste, you know, yeah. like a little... But I feel like we have, cool. like, better... We have more pizzazz
0: coming. It's also kind of exciting to think about who we're going to record with yeah. and stuff. We've been kind of, like, going through other bands' catalogs and, like, <laughs> focusing on the productions of them and nice. thinking about that.
2: Also, I like, the writing process is getting me really excited, too. Like, one of the things that we were talking about earlier is that... Um, Evan from Intuit over it Like he's going to Like he rented a cabin in Vermont To write his next record And he's just like Going up to this cabin And he's just gonna hang out there For a month with his band And just write Which is like Always kind of been a dream of mine But I think that the bands That I've always looked to That have done that Have been like Massive bands with yeah. huge budgets And like talking to him about it It seems like Wow this Maybe this is something That like we could actually do Is like really attainable To just like go And like just dive into something And just focus on that for a month Do nothing else cool. And so like Thinking about like Potentially doing something like that, and where that could be, and like, you know, kind of the different environments that we could place ourselves in to write is really, is really exciting for me.
1: Awesome. Well, I can't wait for it. Um, maybe we'll be able to get together again then and do something after your next big like CNN. Uh, <laughs> streaming or whatnot I don't know no but uh but I'm excited for you guys and it's cool to see that other people are excited about you guys too I can imagine that's one of the better things about doing this is getting done getting all that every night I don't know I'm just rambling because I had too much coffee um but uh it it, I guess we can wrap this up Go watch what's left of Evan's even Evan whatever Evan's set um Anything else you guys want to talk about? You guys want to throw out there?
3: Thanks for being chill. No thanks.
1: You got what? Two more weeks of tour? Yeah. Yeah. Two more weeks. weeks, Yeah. yeah. That's with what? Prince. The band is going on tour together. And the the first, the punk band. Yeah.
0: The first show that tour with them is in Minneapolis, (laughs) at a venue that Prince, the real Prince, the Purple Prince,
2: owns. Well, the First Avenue where they filmed Purple yeah. Rain. You
3: know he's going to have some, like, epic thing where that's when the cease and desist comes in where, like, Prince is going to roll up in some crazy thing and, like, come out of the car and be like,
2: He's going to jump on stage, show them all up on guitar, and just, like, yeah. shred. <laughs> the you time. don't That'd deserve this awesome. name. would be the best thing that ever happened. That ever. would
3: be <laughs> the best thing that
2: <laughs> ever
1: happened. Yeah. I kind of want to go. Do you guys need anybody to jump <laughs> in the van with you? <laughs> I got some PTO. <laughs> I, I can jump in the van for a couple of days.
3: It'll be real sick.
1: <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess I guess we'll uh, let you go now, guys. Cool. Thank you for There's the time. interview. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> well, all right, buddies. Thank you to Alex, Max, and Sheena for hanging out and chatting with me. Thanks to Evan from Into It Over It for uh, taking the really cool photo that's going to accompany this piece on the website and Instagram and whatnot. It was also really cool to run into Evan again. And he remembers me from the last time that I interviewed him right outside the Marquee Theater in Denver. But I guess it'd probably be pretty hard to forget me because, you know, I'd been I'd been day drinking all day before I got that interview. Um, the interview got confirmed about two or three hours before it was to be done. So yeah needless to say I did not really stop drinking I went and interviewed Evan And uh, it it came out actually really good I, I really enjoyed it and uh, But, man, it is rough and kind of messy. Uh, you can find that, of course, at MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com, uh, Stitcher, or iTunes, uh, whichever your preferred podcasting format is. Um, and while you're at MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com, why don't you uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, or even uh, follow me on Twitter, um, where I Twitter a lot these days about Whole Foods um, because that's where my day job is, and I get a little extra bonus points for uh, doing that kind of stuff Um, yeah and if you send me an email or a message or write a comment or um, thing on iTunes review on iTunes I read them all I might be slow to reply I might not ever reply but I read them all and I'm very thankful for it Um, again thanks to everybody for hanging out and chatting with us and making the show happen Um, Sheena, Max, Alex you guys are great thanks a lot Um, Sheena I'll see if I can bring you some uh, some of my jalapeno jam next time you guys are in town Um, it was great chatting with you about baking and whatnot. And, uh, overall, man, this is just one of my favorite episodes. I know I say that a lot, but this was just a fantastic experience. I don't like to listen to my interviews, but I listened to this one again and, uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. It was really good. And, uh, well guys, I guess we're done rambling for the day. com. Please visit them, check them out. And, uh, Thank you guys for uh, paying attention, staying tuned. I couldn't do this without you. Uh, we're going to go ahead and end this episode with uh, with a new track off of uh, Turnstile Comics number three. If you haven't picked up Turnstile Comics number three or any of the uh, issues, it's uh, done by Mitch Clem from Nothing Nice to Say, This Stupid Life, um, or is it My Stupid Life? Uh, fantastic comic artist. I followed this dude on Twitter and MySpace. God, I just said MySpace. That's how you know I've had too much coffee. Twitter in facebook uh, great cartoonist fantastic sense of humor his wife or soon-to-be wife nation of amanda she's killer as well it's a great comic book series as you wish is their graphic novel series check that out And don't forget to check out little depressed boy that's another fantastic book um that and it's soon to feature lemuria so there we go, there we go buddies um we're going full circle here talking about comics again um Hopefully, soon I can get some of those guys. Like I'd love to get Mitch Clem and Amanda on the show, and I'd love to get the little depressed boy, uh, comic creators on the show. So we'll see. We'll see if that'll happen, buddies. Maybe it'll happen because of the day. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, we're going to go ahead and end this episode with a track from uh, Turnstile Comics number three. This is uh, Christine Perfect, and you can pick this up at uh, silversprocket.net. Uh, Check them out. Tell Abby I sent you. And all uh, right, hey, buddies. See you in the funny pages. Take care.
3: I feel the weight of the world I find comfort in Being second best I can relate And I feel guilty I can relate And I feel guilty I can relate And I feel Take this.
1: All right, buddies. If you've listened this long, you found the secret bonus hidden track that we've added to this episode. Uh, So I did a little live recording of the rips part of the show. This was uh, Lemuria with Eben from Into It Over It doing a four-song set. I recorded that uh, four-song set on my handy-dandy H1 Zoom um, condenser mic recorder thing that I interviewed the band with recorded the four songs and was thinking ah oh, man i'll we'll put them on the show and then i'm like well maybe they don't want them out there maybe they don't want them released in the world and then i'm like how about we do the cover of stop the world and melt with you that they played it's the last song they played of the night let's throw that in on the end as a secret track and then uh we won't advertise it we won't tell anybody and uh that's it so here we are the rips i stop the world melt with you this is your reward for listening this far uh live at the high dive See you in the Pony Pages, folks. Take care. I saw
3: the world on the
0: Thank mm-hmm. you.